Did you get the joke? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, I did find one. <laughs> what is uh what is a programmer's favorite eyewear? A programmer's favorite eyewear. Oh gosh. I'm gonna I'm gonna can't believe that I didn't figure it out, but what is it? This one's actually not that good, but Google. <laughs> I don't get it. What? How does it even make sense? I don't know. Google. I'm really doing a bad job with this one. That was that was just the first one that came up. I, I is it a, is the joke that Google is everything? I don't know. <laughs> Googly eyes. I don't know. Googly. Let's go with that. That's the best explanation. Yeah, yeah I think it is too. Well, it's just uh, me and you this morning. Yeah, yeah. Logan's uh, Logan's in Vegas. He's got a conference. Yeah, so he's having a good old time in Vegas. He's going to be there uh, tonight, and I think he's leaving tomorrow. I feel like he goes to Vegas a lot. It, it probably gets old. Yeah, I mean, he was just there. There's, I mean, that's the king. That's like the hub of all the conferences in the United States, right? I mean, we're going to be there in January. Yeah. Yeah. The first time we're saying that we're going to CES, we'll have a lot of content um, and we'll set up meetings and stuff out there. We'll, we'll be sharing some more information about that coming up, but I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, there's been some big news. So let's, uh, let's yeah, let's jump in. It. So number one, Facebook is talking about changing their name. Uh, we could talk about predictions here in a bit, but ultimately I think Facebook is going to do something similar to what Google has done. What, Apple, yeah. what Snapchat has done. I mean, they've got to separate themselves, uh, given that they've got a lot of different technologies they're developing. They might want to separate, you know, some of that poor branding from the Facebook and the privacy from what they're doing with VR and Oculus and the many mm -hmm. other ventures that they have uh, started. So I'm imagining this just functioning like Alphabet. Everybody's still going to call it yeah. Facebook, but at the end of the day, there's going to be a parent company called something else. Have you ever, or do you know anybody that has ever just casually referred to Google as Alphabet? No one no. ever does. No. <laughs> like, really, just I mean, no it's one illegal. does that. Yeah, the, the media frames it as, okay, they're changing their name and they're, all their branding, and this is going to be a big event. Well, Facebook can't afford and, to do yeah. that. Really, all they're doing is they're creating a parent company to hold mm -hmm. all their different you know, ventures is what they're doing. Yeah. I do think it's interesting timing, though. Um I mean, it makes sense. They're like you said, they, they've already expanded into things like Oculus and they they have a big ambition with the metaverse, um, which apparently the name is going to reflect. So that makes sense. Like that stuff is all very different from their core platform, Facebook. But it is interesting timing with everything that's been going on with them. There's now going to be like, oh, a conveniently little rebrand. And we're going to talk about this now for a few weeks versus anything else. So it does seem to be good timing. And the fact that it's so confidential, apparently there's a lot of senior leaders at the company that don't even know. Um, they found out when the story leaked. It just seems like there's some convenient timing going on. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, they're framing it more as a metaverse company is where the media is taking this. Uh, they're trying to say that mm -hmm. this is all about uh, aligning them with their future ambitions around you know, the metaverse. Uh, yeah, I mean, the timing does does ring some bells. Um, I think, like you said, this is a good time to do it. You know, if they're going to do it at any point, they yeah. need to do it off the back of all this news and kind of change uh, change the narrative. You know, they can they can kind of uh, probably silence some of that some of that news. It's a bigger yep. it's, 
you know, it's it's arguably it's is it a bigger deal that is the media going to pay more attention to the fact that you know they're doing some of these things on the advertising side and privacy side, or are they going to pay attention to the fact that they just changed their name? Probably a mixture of both. Whereas before, the yeah, media was only going to focus on the privacy stuff. So for sure, exactly. You know, yeah. The focus on the metaverse stuff is so interesting, though. Uh, and we have a, a Weekend Thoughts podcast from a couple months ago now, um, just about the metaverse and partially about Facebook's ambition into it. Um, I would suggest everybody go listen to that. It's super interesting how they see the future of interaction online being in that space. Do you have any uh, predictions on what it's going to be? I've got one. A name? Oh, I haven't even thought about I'm it. Saying, I'm saying, saying uh, Horizon. Is... No, isn't Microsoft Horizon? Isn't that their VR brand? No, that was uh, no, that was Facebook. That was Facebook's. Oh, that's VR Facebook's metaverse okay. is what they were calling it. it was Horizon? Okay, I then I can definitely that. see that. Yeah, yeah. I, I that's yeah. It's got to be something that like implies, you know, a physical space and like opportunity. A Horizon would do that really well. Yeah, we'll we'll re we'll replay this on the social feed. If that's what they rename it to, you heard it here first. <laughs> yep. We're uh, <laughs> looking in the future here. Let's talk about uh, Amazon local selling. Yeah, this, this one's really interesting. It caught my eye. I think yesterday they announced it. Um, they, I mean, if you boil it down, Amazon's new program, local selling, basically if you're buying something on Amazon uh, and it is physically located near you, there'll be an option for pickup or for on-demand delivery. Um, and maybe that on demand is like within the same day. It's not going to be like 30 minutes sometimes, but you know, you get the point. Um, this is super interesting because there is a big stress on this, um, you know, just instant gratification of objects right now. And what I mean by that is like, so I work at DoorDash and they've been very public, like DoorDash wants to deliver everything to you on demand. Food was just the first thing. So we're now partnering with PetSmart, with um, Bed Bath & Beyond, with a bunch of local retailers as tests to, you can get on the DoorDash app, order a coffee maker, just like you would order food, um, and get it within 30 minutes. You can also pick up from those locations. So that's happening with companies like DoorDash and Uber Eats. There are a bunch of companies in big cities now, um, like Joker 1520, that are like 15-minute grocery delivery. Um, so just this on-demand economy is blossoming and Amazon realizes we have products in places everywhere. Why not offer the same functionality? Yeah. I think what's happening is their, their supply chain and delivery capabilities are becoming much more mature. And, mm -hmm. you know, now, now they're starting to just get that last mile and this provides them a great opportunity to partner with these local uh, stores, which all along they were viewed as an enemy to local, you know, business during COVID and arguably throughout the success of Amazon has always been a, an enemy yeah. of local retail. Uh, but now if they can help empower the local retailers, I think that's a big deal. I and mean, they can get a little slice of that via delivery fees, you know, everybody wins. Yeah. Um, so I think that's ultimately what's happening here is that their supply chain is for the first time really allowing them to explore this last mile in some markets, just like they were with uh, Whole Foods. Mm-hmm. You know, so yep. as they I, get closer to the end user, they're just going to start, you know, taking some delivery cuts. For sure. And you kind of alluded to it. I think they've had a contentious relationship with um, independent sellers, you know, for years. 
uh, Amazon is the biggest marketplace in the world. And so many companies exist just selling their products on Amazon, which is, I mean, it provides so much opportunity. But then Amazon has all that data and they've been known to take that data and create their own products and make it first party sales and give that priority. If they do something similar here, which I mean, I could see them doing like that would be super interesting, bad for the mom and pop shop, but interesting. Um, they have all kind of data now, or they will of like where, you know, physical retailers are located, what type of products are bought in certain zip codes, all that kind of stuff. And we know that they have more ambition on physical stores. I mean, that's just data they can copy and make their, their, you know, retail strategy even more efficient. Are they saying that uh, these local retailers are going to have their goods listed on Amazon.com or are they just providing them a delivery option? I believe right now it's listed on Amazon.com. I could see them providing a standalone delivery option in the future for sure. Yeah. DoorDash well, does that. We if, if you go to a restaurant and order online from the restaurant, a lot of times it's a DoorDash driver that brings it to you. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, another interesting dynamic to this is Shopify. You know, Shopify was started for this exact reason to allow the small mm -hmm. businesses, mom and pops, and anybody that wants to go direct to their user, their users and consumers uh, to do that. And so this is really going to be interesting how this plays out with Spotify. Yeah. And I, what I imagine just going to happen is you're just going to have, you know, local retailers that are smart, list their goods on Amazon, list their goods on Shopify, list them just everywhere they can yep. and just try to manage that omni-channel uh, retail. Mm -hmm. So for sure. And then there's opportunity now for middleware that's going to provide you, you know, one place to manage all of your channels. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Always more complexity. Yeah. That's just how it goes. That same thing happened in face and, uh, social media. Yep. All right. Lastly, uh, some interesting news, uh, that's a possibility of, uh, playing out, which is PayPal buying Pinterest. So mm -hmm. there's rumored, uh, to be talks right now going on between PayPal and Pinterest for an acquisition of around $45 billion. Uh, PayPal is a payments giant, about $330 billion company. Uh, they spun out of eBay several, several years ago and went straight to uh, mm -hmm. public markets. And really, if you look at the payment space, you know, them and Stripe uh, are largely dominating that space. Apple is probably up there as well. Uh, but what, mm -hmm. what PayPal is ultimately trying to do here is create this environment where a user has their bank account, they can pay peer to peer, they've got the crypto, and then now they're going to be able to purchase items and have this shopping experience within this app. So they're trying to create a super app similar to what China has, which is WeChat. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it's interesting. All of these social media companies are trying to integrate shopping with um, social interaction. And obviously PayPal has built quite the back end for shopping. Why not provide, you know, a marketplace for items on top of that? Pinterest is a super interesting social medium as well. I don't fully understand it, but I had to use it a little bit for a past job. Um, there's just so much content on there because people just reshare and reshare inspiration, um, you know, and mood boards, all of which include items. Like it's perfectly set up to just say, oh, you could buy this right now. Like it seems like the easiest integration um, to just add a shopping feature. Um, so the synergy, you know, to use a big corporate word, just totally makes sense there. 
Yeah, I found an interesting quote uh, in an article, which is uh, Facebook operates a social graph connecting people with friends and friends of those friends. TikTok has built mm -hmm. an interest graph serving content to users based on their interest. Pinterest says it uses a taste graph, which means it understands users' style before they have the words to yeah. express what it is, which is super interesting because it's just a board of images and videos. And as I guess a user engages with them, Pinterest is understanding mm -hmm. their taste and their personality and what they care about. Um, it's probably yep. similar to TikTok's social, uh, interest graph, but a taste graph is another way to put it. Uh, so it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I feel like it, it is similar technology. It's just more pictures than it is video. I've never been on, I've never done, you know, Pinterest. I've actually gotten on there once for uh, looking for like haircuts. It's, it's cool. Yeah. I do, I do see exactly. a lot of use cases. Like if you're about to buy a home and you're trying to decorate, you know, the inside of your home, if you're looking yep. for cars, if you're looking for something and you want to purchase it, you want to see a lot of that side by side. And I think Pinterest is really the only way you can do that as far as I know. Yeah. I I guarantee you that you have had an ex-girlfriend that had a wedding mood board on Pinterest. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Every every girl has that. Yeah. All right. So we'll but, see if but that yeah, plays that out. Yeah, that could be interesting. Big news. That's a massive acquisition, $45 billion. 40 to $45 billion would be pretty, pretty substantial. But PayPal is making yeah. a ton of money. So anyways, uh, what do we got going on? Uh, weekend thoughts here. Yeah, Weekend Thoughts. Well, so this will be in the podcast feed today, tomorrow, Weekend Thoughts. A little bit uh, non-traditional. I wanted to see kind of where we can learn business lessons from places where you wouldn't think maybe we could. Uh, and I landed on Waffle House. And I think Waffle House is a lesson in consistency. Uh, so that's coming out tomorrow. And then what do we have on the main pod on Monday? Um, let's see. Main pod on Monday... You know, I don't, I don't uh -oh. actually don't know. That's a Logan. Did I stump him? I actually don't know. Maybe <laughs> you stumped me. There's, we recorded a few lately, so I would have to go back and look. Yeah. So I don't know, unfortunately. Just so much good content. We don't even know which it is. I will say uh, we've gotten so many good words about our Develop Lex podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people love that. So if you haven't checked that out yet, go check it. Uh, it's, it's just a, a really great way to learn about real estate, learn about how our city was built, learn about the backgrounds of the people that are building our city, people like uh, the Webbs, like the Greers, like Pat Madden, who owns basically all of Hamburg. You know, it's a really cool podcast to look at how our city has developed. Uh, and a lot of people are uh, taking notice. It's probably our most successful new podcast launch we've done. Yeah, the launch has been great. Season one uh, went awesome. And we're already working on a season two to launch early in 2022. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, and I'll give a little plug for that show and any of these other shows that we've mentioned. Uh, we're looking for sponsors for next year as well. So uh, give us a conversation if you want your brand involved in what we're doing. Yep. All right. We'll cut it off there. Cool. All right. We'll see, you later. see you guys. Have a good weekend.